This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the wrestler Edge's 11th toe. If you didn't know, he has it. <laughs> it's, it's so he can do better drop kicks. <laughs> is that true? Is that yes, a real thing? He has, he has 11 toes. not a double big toe because that's gross if it's like a pinky toe it's like no, all it's right. an extra pinky toe all right whoa man two mm. big toes on one foot that's <laughs> nasty <laughs> you can do better drop kicks with it so russell what do you love about music to begin with everything Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that during a long, kind of awkward car ride, we start singing Tiny Dancer. Ah, today right, I got you. Yep, today I am joined by Frank, as always. Hi. Hello. Uh, and today, <laughs> we're doing Almost Famous. Yeah. 2000 film, directed by Cameron... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> directed by Cameron Crowe. Yep. Cool name for it. You got Billy Crudup, who plays Russell. He does. Uh, he, I don't know if you remember, he actually voice acts the main character in Princess Mononoke. I didn't, well, I, I did the actual Japanese version, so. Oh yeah, that's right. You're because I'm a, I'm a real anime <laughs> fan. You're Zach, a good boy. Unlike some people at this table. Ooh, we got Patrick Fugget. Fugget. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, language, man. I, I don't know if you knew that, but uh, he plays William. He plays yeah. the the young boy. Uh, you have Kate Hudson in this playing Penny Lane, who weirdly looks a lot like Drew Barrymore. You think? Yes. She, I don't think so. She looks exactly like she Drew Barrymore. She doesn't look exactly Go like Go fuck her. yourself. She looks like <laughs> Drew Barrymore. You got Jason Lee in here yep. playing Jeff, uh, another band member. You got Philip Seymour Hoffman again playing Lester Bangs. His name uh, is Lester in this movie and Lancaster in the other. Yes. Mm, mm, got a conspiracy. lot of Conspiracy. <laughs> Brothers, perhaps. <laughs> Time frame off, perhaps. <laughs> you got Zoe de Chanel in here. Yeah, I fucking uh, hate her. Really? I do not like Zoe de Chanel. Are you kidding me? I like Pro- New Girl. New though. Girl. It's a, fun, it's a fun show. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. She's got that girl next door thing. You're into it. I'm, I'm into Zoe de Chanel. Uh, she plays Anita. She plays William's sister. Yeah. You have fucking Jimmy Fallon in this. I hate Jimmy Fallon as an yeah, actor. Yeah, me too, but like, like weird. It, his, his late night show is fine. Mm-hmm. His acting, I always just find like it just sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, like, it it's always looks, just like... Like he's waiting for a punchline yeah, to happen. Yeah, always, man. And I don't know, he always just... Every time he walks into like any movie, it's just like... It's Jimmy Fallon. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? He never like <laughs> like absorbs a character or anything mm. like that. He's just... It's just whatever. He's fine. Yeah, he's weird. So yeah, you wanna you want before like you run down. I'm just gonna say like I don't after like the f- last four podcasts of my choosing. I don't give a fuck if you don't like this movie. I'm not gonna take it to heart this time. Okay, I'm not gonna be a dick about it. All right. Do you, do you want to know if I liked it or not? Yes, first? please. I didn't like it. You got no. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. No, it was it was fun. Thank it was, God. <laughs> you liked. All right, you want to run down uh, the... Yeah, so basically, it's about uh, a high school kid who's kind of got like... I wouldn't say that she's like a crazy overbearing, but a 
a fairly protective mother. I don't know, man. She, she lied about how old he was. Yeah. She thought he was like 13. He's actually 11. Yeah. Like, that's a big thing to lie yeah. about. And for no real reason. Right. Um, so, basically, it's about him. And he's got, like, this mom who's, like, all against rock music and all that kind of jazz. And he kind of goes, he's like, oh, I, he's kind of given a chance to write a story uh, for the Rolling Stone magazine. Which is awesome. Yeah, which is pretty cool. He's fucking um, 15. Yeah, and it's all about kind of like him writing this story about an up-and-coming band called Stillwater. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of just like accompanies them on their tour. And he's kind of just trying to create a story for the Rolling Stone about the band. And you kind of just follow them doing band shenanigans and whatnot. Yeah, and during the movie, like Russell even like... Because really like in the band of Stillwater... Really just Russell and Jeff are more or less like the points to the band. Mm -hmm. And then you have like Penny Lane, who is part of what are called Band-Aids, which they're really, they're not so much groupies. They're They're Band-Aids. Yeah, they're (laughs) Band-Aids. So really like not not Band-Aids as in like, you know, ouchie, I got a boo-boo, let me put a Band-Aid on it. More as in like Band-Aids. They have AIDS. They all have AIDS <laughs> <laughs> that they band together on. <laughs> the no. whole thing is giving bands AIDS like that. <laughs> so their whole thing is that they just follow them around and kind of like bring them up and like help them just to become more inspired and like musically driven. Yeah. And then also give them blowjobs. <laughs> they don't sleep with them. They no. just blow them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Overall, I like this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I had some minor issues for sure. Okay. Um, but overall, yeah, I did definitely enjoy the movie more than I thought. This I, is actually was a movie that I've seen the cover of this film mm-hmm. forever. And, just and it was always a movie that I was like, I feel like that's like a classic. And it mm-hmm. is. It's kind of considered like a cult classic sort of. The the scene that like I talked about in yeah, the beginning the, like yeah. with them... After they have, like, their first big fight and they're all just kind of like, oh, well, maybe, like, this band isn't going to go anywhere. And they're all just sitting in silence and Tiny Dancer by Elton John is playing. And they all, like, just start singing together. Like, that's, honestly, to me, that's One of the most iconic scenes. It's Honestly, yes. It's one of the most iconic scenes in films Mm -hmm. involving, like, music. Yeah. Like, it's very synonymous with the film. And for my first time, like, watching this, I thought that this was towards the end of the film. But, like, it's... You never saw this movie either? No. I am so sick of you. But it was recommended by my dad... How you keep doing movies that, like, remind you of your dad. Yeah. Uh, my dad has talked up and down for, like, the past couple of weeks about this movie. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to check it out. And I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> yeah. I actually, like, honestly, I kind of adored this film. I liked it. I, I, I don't know if I would go as far as say, like, I, I was head over heels in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there was definitely, like, some issues. There's... But overall, mm-hmm. it's a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. So you want to talk about it? Yeah, you want to talk about is that, what? Is that like what we? Is that what you want to do now? Is that what we do, do want, here? We talk a, about you things. Want to discuss just, a movie? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about what you had problems with first? Because I feel like that kind of like is, is a shorter list of like what you compared to what you yeah, did like about uh, the film. So ba- my my main issue with the movie was I kind of I feel like the movie kind of like I don't know it, it, I kind of just started losing interest within like the last like. 35 to 45 minutes because though the beginning of the movie the first because the movie's like two hours long yeah the first like 
hour and 20, hour and 30 minutes is kind of like all about this kid following this band and mm-hmm. and and then him having all these experiences. He's a virgin. He doesn't drink. He doesn't do any drugs. And he's being exposed to all of this. Which is very weird, too, that his mom would let him go off and do this. Yeah. Um, but like that was like, oh, okay, like that's a fun time. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And then it kind of like the band stuff from it kind of got put on the back burner and yeah. then it was all about like Penny Lane, and then it became like a whole like romance thing. Yeah, and I just didn't care for like that aspect of it, and I don't know. I just kind of felt like it was. I don't know. I feel like it. it I don't know. It just kind of like lost its steam for me, uh, and the kind of my my enjoyment kind of started going down, and it kind of just started getting like, all right, all right, Penny mm-hmm. Lane. I know everyone's in love with Penny Lane. You know, you know how much I love a, a, a romance in a movie that. Oh where, yeah, that's where right. It, you hate romance. It doesn't, well, it's not that I hate romance. Like if I'm if I'm gonna <laughs> no, watch you're just a cold hearted. <laughs> um, it's just I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like that's not what the movie is about. Like yeah. this movie is about a kid trying to write a story with this band, mm-hmm. and like okay, and that was all fun. But then you start doing this whole thing where he starts like falling in love with this girl. And then the bandmate is also in love with her. And it's just like one of those things where it's just like a stereotypical thing of here we go again and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. So that aspect of the movie, it kind of like it starts slowing down for me. And I and that's like where I kind of like started losing enjoyment. Yeah, I can kind of see that because like the last half hour really is more on the, the fact of like, OK, there is some like love interest between Penny Lane and Russell. But Russell has like a girlfriend or a fiance or whatever, whatever and like it is. really kind of like comes to a point when they're in New York, and it's weird because like Penny Lane knows about her, but then kind of like is still so upset seeing her with him, yeah, yeah. and to the point like going to the hotel and like just downing a bottle of Quaaludes, yeah, and that that seems a little. For for the most part, this film is very lighthearted, and then yeah. it takes like a very sharp <laughs> yeah. turn there. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, hmm. All right, now we have drug overdose. Yeah, and then she almost dies. And they're like pumping her stomach out, and it's like, what is going on? Yeah. Then- uh, I thought like the, although like the whole thing of the airplane going down. Yes. Like. It was kind of like the climax of the film of like, okay, they can get what's off their chest. Yeah, and it it's done in a way where it's like you know what's going to happen. You know that all these people are going to start saying stuff that they don't really mean or that they do really mean and that they've been holding in. Yeah. And they they let it all out and then the plane is fine and then everyone's okay and then they kind of have to live with it mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened. So that was a little like whatever for me. Although it still made me laugh and he was like, I'm gay. Yeah, no. It still made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. And like it, it is kind of like this, this like joke that is building up and building up and building up. Mm-hmm. And although it's been done a million times, it still made me laugh. So I guess it's kind of like a pro Anacon where it's like, this joke has been done a thousand times. I know about it already. We know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. But you still made me laugh, so I guess it's Mm-mm. okay. But they but, almost kind of did the same thing like an hour beforehand when the t-shirts come out. And, oh, yeah. And it's everybody's faded out except for Russell. Yeah. And fucking Jeff is the lead singer of the band. Right, yeah. So he's he's pissed off about it. Yeah. But then he goes on like that fun fucking binge where... He's hanging out with, like, high school kids with William, and, like, he's up on the roof, and he's like, my famous last words are, 
I dig music. And everyone's <laughs> like, like, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm on drugs! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that um, was a fun scene. Yeah, so th- that's kind of like just my, my biggest thing of what I really didn't enjoy was just kind of like the last like 45, mm-hmm. which was kind of disappointing just because I really wanted to enjoy the full thing, but yeah. it just started like losing steam for me. I get it. Like but, I, I, for the first like hour and a half, I was yeah, super into it just of like where the band was going yeah. and like... I again like I kind of like the only thing that confused me was that like you know because I didn't add it in but Frances McDormand plays the mother yeah. Elaine and she has this whole thing against like rock music like she's a teacher she's so against like drugs yeah. and like alcohol and like rock music because like it's corrupting kids and the daughter Anita like leaves at age 18 because she doesn't accept like the music that she's listening to mm-hmm Yet, she allows Will her son <laughs> is like listening to all of it and like going to these concerts and like trying to write about the bands, yeah, and then starts to talk to like um Lester Bangs, who's the talk show radio host for music, right? And he gets him like the gig for writing, and it's like, I don't why know. are you okay with this? Yeah, <laughs> and the only thing that I could think of is probably because, like, you know, she doesn't want to lose a second job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, she feels like if she keeps like restraining him, eventually, like he's just going to go off and do it himself, anyways. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite scenes though is like when, uh, Will's on the phone with her, and Russell like chimes in and like takes the phone and is like, "Hey, what's going on?" And like she just drills, drills him. him. He's like, "Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Okay, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am." <laughs> yeah. And, like then, and then he's all, like, fucked up after it. And yeah. he's like, dude, your mom kind of freaked me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really cool. And then, like, there's that dynamic where they they call Will the enemy because as a journalist for the Rolling Stones, like, usually they tend to, like, talk about the negatives of the band. And it kind of, like, Stillwater as a whole, like, they keep talking about, like, oh, how the the journalism side of it is, like, ruining rock and roll because they're talking about, like, you know, their lives and everything like that. So there's this weird contrast where Will is kind of, like, their friend because they all trust him. They really want to trust him. Yeah, and Russell even pulls him aside and is like, hey, man, listen, like, I'm going to tell you this off the record because I like you. Please just make us sound cool. Yeah. And Will is just infatuated with them. Uh, one for like liking their music, but two like just because he really doesn't seem to have like anybody in his life, mm-hmm. and these people kind of like just took him in and really made him feel welcome mm-hmm. and just treated him like a friend yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. So from that, like it, it stems like a weird relationship between them because you don't know where exactly they fall. Right, because it's like. It's like, where does business start and friendship start, kind of, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like, like a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> business in the front, party, party in, in the, the back. back. Yeah, kind of, yeah. This movie is like... It's yeah, a mullet. It's equivalent to a, a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it like that, I sound stupid. <laughs> um, I I also didn't love... Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Who, who's William? The, the kid? Yeah. Patrick Fugit. <laughs> Fugit. Fugit. Uh, I didn't love his acting in the movie. Yeah, it wasn't not the best. not the strongest, it, not it, awful, but like, no. there's definitely some scenes where it's like, all right, this, well, this isn't great. That's why too, like uh, specifically when him and Penny Lane are talking, like outside, like right before like the whole New York City trip and everything like that, that like, they're in the field together. Yeah, and 
he's explaining to Penny Lane that, like, listen, like, Russell doesn't love you. Like, he has a girlfriend. Like, you guys can't be together. That whole speech, I was like, mm, you're coming off kind of like you're just honestly reading off a cue card behind <laughs> the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure, like, because I don't know enough about Patrick Fuggett. Hey, I don't know. Wash <laughs> your damn mouth. <laughs> I don't know if like he transcended into another career and became better. Yeah, he's, like, got, this he's was... got a few more movies under his belt. I don't know. I don't know. It's just him as a kid. You know, mm-hmm. just wasn't the strongest performance. Yeah, but it's also kind of hard to say that when it's a child. Yeah, but then, I have no. I have no. Uh, well, look at Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone. Yeah, he did great. He's great now. <laughs> he's doing great. He no, he a, actually is doing. I good. know. He's got a cover band where he just sings about pizza. That's pretty sweet. He just takes songs, like really famous songs, and then just <laughs> switches the words out with pizza. I feel like Weird Al is going <laughs> to get pissed about that. <laughs> been doing it for years. <laughs> Weird Al has been switching up words the whole time. Yeah. Again, like you don't really like Jimmy Fallon in this, but he did have like a, a pretty cool quote in the film when he's talking to all of them, like trying to really get signed on as like their manager, where he's like, I didn't invent the rainy day. I just own an umbrella. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was cool. I don't, that beard, I think, was definitely fake. That beard had to have been fake. That bowl cut, <laughs> very weird on him because it almost seemed like they were really trying to make it not look like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, but like at but that point, but then just get someone who's not Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> like, I don't get where you're going with this. Yeah. Like at least Philip Seymour Hoffman. Kind of looked like Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> yeah. Even if he's just for the most of the movie in his home really smoking like him, and drinking. I really like him in this yeah. movie. I thought he was very, very good. He's actually very intelligent and very articulate with his words. Mm-hmm. Um, Honest and unmerciful. Yeah. And he's very, um, I don't know. He's got like, he's, you could really feel the passion for the music yeah. in his character. And it's like almost how, like he really is like a fan of this music. Yeah. So I really, really like his character in the movie. Um, I kind of wish there was a little bit more of him in it. He's yeah. kind. He's kind of just like, he's kind of like William's dad. He's like he a like when, when he needs advice, when he needs to like know like what to do, mm-hmm. he calls him. Yeah. So similar to the master, he's dad again. Ah, he's dad. Similar to the lighthouse. <laughs> nah, I think I'm gonna watch that today. Ooh. I own Parasite now on DVD. Do you? Yes. Ooh. DVD or Blu-ray? Blu-ray. Thank God. You're welcome. Um. Yeah, overall, though, I think Kate Hudson in the movie as Penny Lane, she was fine. Huh? Drew Barrymore. No. She Uh, looks like Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. Uh, She was fine. I think think, uh, her character, again, kind of annoyed me towards the end of the movie, but I did like her in the beginning Mm -hmm. as one of the Band-Aids. Yeah. Just kind of like being there. She almost seems kind of like she's her own rock star. Yeah. But then it got weird, like, you know, when... The, the other bands are like sitting around the table and they trade her for like that was 50 really bucks weird that was really a, how do you just trade a human life yeah and how does that really what did that really mean yeah right what do you mean by trading her they don't really go in like what does that mean like now they're no it was longer 50 bucks and a case of Heineken yeah and she's kind of okay with it she's she sort cries, of okay with and it and she's like oh what type of beer yeah and it's like you but like, shouldn't my, but my <laughs> question like what I really mean is though like what does that really mean by you traded her like, yeah. is she no? Like, now do they own her? Like, can she not go be like at free will and go do her thing? Well, obviously she did because she was gonna go to like I forgot what the fuck the the band was. Was it the Loving Spoonfuls? I don't know. I don't know what band <laughs> they traded her to, but um, 
one of one of the band-aids went off with deep purple yeah i remember that but like that's not really so much the point of the band-aids they're really there to like inspire not like yeah. again they're they kind of at the end of the day kind of just melt them down to just a groupie yes like, here you can just have her it's like, yeah okay no <laughs> like, yeah no it doesn't work like that yeah. and i i guess like she really decided like no i'm not gonna do that and like stayed in new york right and went off with them because she from the beginning says that like russell has so much potential yeah he says like stillwater is good but russell could be great yeah and I don't know. He just kind of fit the mold of like the stereotypical rock star who just doesn't care, mm-hmm. but still like gets the fame. Yeah. I also did like, what's her name? The mom. Oh, uh, Elaine. Frances McDormand. Yes. She's really good. Yeah. She plays a really good, like strong mother figure in yeah. this film. I liked her a lot. Uh, I mean, what's her name? I mean, I, I sort of understand as to like, Kind of like similar to what you said, where the reason as to why she kind of let William go is because mm-hmm. how her daughter left. But it also kind of just felt like she was a useless character, the daughter. Sort yeah. of. Besides, just, she's that. there for like, she, I mean, she's got a grand total of maybe like seven minutes of screen time you know seven is is giving her some leeway yeah like it's really just like she's really there for the beginning and the end of the film yeah and that's n- it there's nothing else and the stewardess outfits were cool oh yeah like, I, thought that, I thought that was kind of like like very cool retro 70s, i was like oh that's like, that's nice. kind of that's kind of sweet yeah, yeah i like that it was cool like seeing all of like the the 70s kind of like yeah. throwback stuff the soundtrack was great oh yeah absolutely um, bell bottoms the, the the music that stillwater was playing i almost was pretty like, good i i actually yeah, like, like going on spotify or like yeah stillwater. i actually <laughs> did I, I checked out like to see if spotify maybe became because you know like fucking uh spinal tap yeah like it was a movie and then it became an actual yeah. band so yeah. it's like oh maybe like it's an actual thing no nothing but i no, but i i honestly was really surprised like jason lee like really he actually sang for this and he sounded good Re- pretty good yeah and it, it freaked me out like seeing him with like the beard and the really long but hair. you know what was really funny what and it like it was so it was almost so meta that i almost couldn't believe it was jason lee is in the movie. Yeah. And the intro song is Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes, which singing, he is a part of. And it, I, I don't know why, but I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. What's going on here? And it was just so weird. It was like, it was like telling the future, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was really bizarre. I know. It's like fucking Family Guy and the Simpsons predicting the future 20 years in advance. Yeah, it was just really bizarre. I was like, wait a minute. What the hell? I did enjoy, too, like the um, the opening like credits to it where it's really just like William penciling in everything. Yeah, just like kind of giving you an idea of like him being a journalist. Yeah, I also... Although like the ending, I don't. Did you say like for like the full credits? No, I didn't. Okay, uh, uh, so like if you if you like kind of like fully watch, they start like, it's like an amateur kind of video of him just like looking at like Polaroids, and it's just like very like close ups of all these Polaroids, mm-hmm. and I feel like I guess it was supposed to come across like 
just in his bedroom like this is like he's just filming stuff yeah but it almost felt like a serial killer like home <laughs> video like it was really kind of like uncomfortable there's a cat in all the you, corner all you gotta do is like change the music and all of a sudden it's very creepy it's funny how you can do that with almost anything <laughs> yeah you could take like a, a just a video of a bunny hopping through like a forest <laughs> and like change the music and yeah. it becomes very dark and yeah. sinister I mean think about the witch like the yes. movie the witch right there's a bunny in there you, you have the rabbit just standing there you, you make a light flight light airy music it's probably not as nearly as creepy there you go you bring it right back to film there it is baby oh, that's yeah. what we're talking about <laughs> that's how we do it <laughs> but yeah overall i really like I, overall I, I like the movie i i really found myself like enjoying this film yeah and i i, I was along for the ride on yeah. on the fucking Stillwater tour i was with it yeah I, I was having a good time yeah it was cool yeah i'm glad you finally liked the fucking film that i picked thanks for picking a decent movie god well, thanks to it. your dad yes Thanks, Dad. I'm going to start doing this with him. I know. <laughs> I know you're listening. Uh, anything else? you have anything else to say? Uh, no, not really. Do you I have a gonna... recommendation? I do have a recommendation. Well, we don't so... want to hear it, so have a great day, guys. Bye. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut it off right there. So this week I got a comic book. Okay. So kind of late because this comic came out fucking probably seven years ago at this point, I think. Uh-huh. But Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon created the the comic. Garth Ennis wrote everything. Steve Dillon illustrated everything. Uh, and I am, of course, talking about Preacher. So I've heard of Preacher. If, if you don't know exactly what Preacher is, uh, to everybody who is religious, it is pure and utter blasphemy. And it is one of the coolest concepts I've seen in a long time for a comic book. So basically you have the main character is Jesse Custard, who is a small town southern preacher who is starting to not really care and kind of like lose his faith. And he is imprinted with what is called Genesis, which is Phil Collins and the band itself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was <laughs> no, like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> no, um, Genesis is the, the child of a demon and an angel. And it basically is imprinted into himself, and it gives him the ability to basically tell people to do something, and they just straight up do it. So what he does is he goes off with his ex-girlfriend Tulip and their vampire name. friend... And they go to try and find God and make him atone for all of the sins and all of, like, the bad shit that's happened in the world. And basically, they're on a mission to go and kill him. To kill God. To kill God himself. And it's just, like, a really interesting comic book. Like, there's so much depth to it. So, and is, like, it, sorry to no, cut you fine. off, but is, it, is, it like a, is there more than one, or is it just one and done? No, no, no. There's, um, I don't know exactly, like, how many issues to it. I have it, like, in the omnibuses where it's six full, like, thick uh, paperbacks. Okay. And each paperback has about, like, I'd say five issues five or six issues oh, in so each. there's a lot yeah. yeah there is a lot um I've, I've read it start to finish uh i know they came out with the tv show i was not a fan of the tv show even though i was really excited for like the actors for it and i was really excited because uh i believe seth rogan was spearheading it and directing it and he's like a super fan but they wanted hbo hbo said no so they got fucking amc and amc just can't deliver everything that's in this like this is gore this is they have gore sex drama drugs 
blasphemy. Sounds like my <laughs> weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, it's, like I said, like, it's just one of the most interesting comics that I've read in a very long time. Is it very, um, like... It's uh, dark. Well, is it is it, like sort of set like in like a more like a realistic yes. reality yeah it's it's set like present day really okay um it just starts in like the the south okay. and kind of like resides mostly in the south but they they end up like i don't want to give everything away but they end up like finding their way to like new york and then they find like a different path to try and find god and all the while too there is this this figure called the saint of killers who is following them at the same time trying to stop them from killing God, who has these pistols that are melted down like metal from heaven that the bullets do not miss. So in like issue... <laughs> fucking cool. In issue three, uh, they bring a fucking tank to try and like <laughs> stop him. He shoots one bullet to the right, not even near <laughs> it. Goes. It shoots over, it goes right through the, the pipe of the tank and explodes the whole thing. Man, this and sounds it's, actually it's really, really cool. It's really and I'm not cool. really into comics, but this you're kind of selling me. I, think, yeah, I feel yeah. like I actually might go to I like... Have, I have the thing if you want to borrow it. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's my recommendation. I like that. Yeah, it's cool. That's cool. That, that, that sounds interesting. Thanks, Zach. No problem, bud. And um, I know you had mentioned that like for your next pick is really more so like... Um, like we're going to be talking about directors. Yeah. Um, I do want to add like a film though yeah. in there. So for my pick... We're doing fucking Fight Club. It's about time we're doing Fight Club. I like Fight Club. Yeah, I like Fight Club a lot. Uh, Edward Norton, Brad Pitt. Frank. <laughs> Frank. Frank DeSalva. <laughs> Zach Johnson. Nobody knows, but I'm actually the bar of soap. <laughs> <laughs> I was Robert Paulson's knee. <laughs> you know Meatloaf's in that movie? Yes, yes oh, he is. <laughs> he's got really big breasts. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's it, guys. Cool, sweet. Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, Frank, you want to add anything else? No, I'm good. All right, guys. Again, thank you for listening. Now, Frank, don't do drugs.